Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Can you give me your best to choke a laugh? Ha 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 ha. Creepy. Were you considered for this role? I turned it down, actually. I had conflicting commitments. <laughs> <laughs> what was it? What did you film instead? I didn't film anything. I just, uh, just laid on the couch. Okay. Just chilled. <laughs> Hello there, ladies and gentlemen of Gotham City. This is... <laughs> Why that face? Why did you give me that face? Sometimes you have to give me that face. at the beginning of a podcast and I don't know what's going to come out of it. Well... <laughs> this is I Only Like You, The Listener, and Movies. Oh, I see how it is. <laughs> this is Sine. Hello. This is me. Hi. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> this week, guess what we've seen? Joker. Mm. Well, mm. one of those films where no opinion is right. Whatever you say, you're going to get in trouble for. So, that's the pod. All right, guys. See you later. <laughs> You know what I reckon? What? I reckon everyone's putting way too much importance in this, and in three years' time, we mm-hmm. won't remember or yeah. care about it, any of the controversy, I mean. Somebody shared something on Facebook from Michael Moore, mm-hmm. and I assume it's legit. It could have been one of those fake things, right? But he like, he liked it. Really good movie showing underbelly of society and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. But also he's like, given we've got like an insane person who has the access to nuclear weapons right now, Yeah, is one movie really that much of an issue? Yeah. Which kind of like, I mean, you can say that about anything. You could go commit a crime because you're like, oh, the president's crazy. What that's matter? Like, mm-hmm. for sure. But mm-hmm. also, I think people are using this as an opportunity to grind some axes about other stuff Yeah. when really it's a movie, right? And if a movie's going to make you something, do something bad, for the most part, I think it's not really the movie's fault. Yeah. And I think there are some dangerous things in the media, right? And there's, especially when like things lying and Fox News, that sort of style of, of media can be dangerous and it can be toxic and and the media, especially here in Australia, it can be used against people, it can run people out of the country for saying, for being black and saying the wrong thing, right? Mm-hmm. But also, you don't want to give it too much emphasis, especially when it's a movie where I think a lot of people can go see this and not think it's a how-to guide to live their life, right? Yeah. You know what I mean? So I guess we're talking about two different things, right? We're talking about the film as a whole and then the criticism yeah, that the, all the stuff around the film everything has generated. Around the movie. So It's really hard to, to, like, separate them, but for sure it's... This is the thing. I think we were talking about it after we saw it, where is art created as a response to the world around it or is art mm-hmm. created and then the world around it puts a response onto the film? Because... I can understand how some people would bring in some baggage into viewing this film and not be pleased with what it gave in return. However, I don't think it's the role of a 
filmmaker to concern themselves mm. with how their film is going to be received because mm. I think that is a different, that's a producer's role essentially. That's a very different thing to be doing from mm. actually creating a piece of art or a piece of literature mm. or whatever. I think, I don't know, so one of the main arguments is that this is going to empower people who mm. are mentally unwell or um, Some sort of dangerous, dangerous to society in some house, like yeah. mass shooters or mm-hmm. sexual assaulters, people like that, right? I don't really understand that argument because in this movie it's not like he gets away with it and is given a million dollars and promoted to be the Mm. president of the United States, let's say. Mm. He's not rewarded. He gets locked up in jail, which is what should happen. So I find it hard to think how any person might be looking at this and going, oh, yeah, I so want to do that. I'm going to get to jail. Like that. I don't think that's a realistic argument to have. Especially like there is that bit where he... He's being taken to jail and then mm-hmm. the car gets hit yeah. over and then he's up on the top of the thing and everyone's cheering him and stuff. I'm like, that, pretty clearly that didn't happen, right? Like, yeah. He's mentally ill. He, that's what he wants to have happened. Yeah. So <laughs> unreliable. this is the other thing is they've got an unreliable narrator, right? Yeah. So there's all these things going on. Well, I think something's interesting is that in the movie, other people are co-opting the Joker or the clown murder mm-hmm. For their own purposes, the th- things that they're already upset about, about society and yep. whatever. He doesn't lead anything. He's not a criminal mastermind in this movie. No, he's not. He just sort of stumbles into it. He kills the guys almost by accident, really. Yeah. Yeah. So just call him, like, not really a terrorist. He alleges Joker's more of a terrorist. So this is the plan. thing that I find interesting. So what is it about this particular movie that has people up in arms compared to say, Heath Ledger's performance in Dark Knight. Mm. Yeah, well, I guess because there's the Batman is there to... Yep, okay. ...fight against him. This, I guess this is a, a standalone solo film, so yeah. we're not having any... We're getting a really in-depth look so at the psyche and the... Arguably, he's portrayed as the hero rather than the villain, so I think right. we're okay having villains in movies when there's a hero there who's mm-hmm. showing how they're bad. Yep, okay. Um, and I... And, also, well, that came out in 2008. This came out in 2019. So, Which I think is the real issue, right? I think people are more only aware. really concerned about this film yeah. because it's coming out now. Yeah, for sure. And it, we're obviously more aware of things in terms of how like, lots of more. Mm. It seems like there's more mass shootings and the internet and incel movements and MRA, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Is it's a culture it's part of, right? But as you're saying, people watch Taxi Driver now and don't 100% have a full understanding of that time in New York's history, American history. Well, you know what I mean? So, like, like in, in 10 years, people are going to be like that worried about. There have been right. movies made before about bad people. Mm. Uh, Talented Mr. Ripley came to mind. Mm. You're not rooting for him, he's an awful, horrible person. Mm-hmm. You know, Taxi Driver. Um, what was the one Leon with Natalie Portman when she was yeah. little? And I guess the idea is that in those movies, though, it's pr- pretty clear the filmmakers are showing that it's bad. In this one, it wasn't. But but to me, I think it was. Yeah, I I think you're supposed to pity the bloke. I think 
Like, I don't really understand how you can have a viewing of this film mm. that is empowering and, um, I don't know, mm. life-affirming. Everyone I, hates him. He lives He's, in poverty. He lives with his mum. He's physically disturbing. Yeah. He is mentally disturbing as well to, to watch. You yeah. don't think this, like, oh, it's a great guy. I want to be friends with him or I want to be him. And what happens to him is really awful. He gets beat up all the time, ends yeah. up in a mental hospital and... He's he's notorious in the sense of everyone's going to hate this guy, even though there is obviously mm-hmm. there is some support for him out there. Unreliably, though, we're not really quite sure about what's well, true yeah. and what, what isn't. And as I said, his actions are actually used by other people for their own purposes. Mm-hmm. He doesn't know if they're trying to lead a rebellion. Co-opted, yeah. yeah. I think everything about this character design, it, it's designed to be grotesque. Mm. His body is like emaciated and Mm -hmm. disgusting to look at like it's I find that really disturbing when he was dancing like Mm. with his shirt off and it was I don't know his laugh is designed to be off kilter Mm. the way he responds to people and interacts with people like Mm. the neighbor Mm. all of that is creepy and it's meant to be read as creepy and I think the film shows it as creepy because it shows the way that he looks at her it shows the sound, the music mm. kicks in, the different lighting. You see him have his creepy little smile in the dark. Like mm-hmm. they are signifiers to us that he is a bad guy. So if you're leaving this going, wow, they made him like save the day and everyone's mm. cheering him. I want to do that. I yeah. would question your like, mm. I don't know, ability to analyse films critically mm. because I don't think that that's what this was trying to do. The other thing is like, Say say a movie inspires someone to do something bad. Mm-hmm. Right? I'm not talking about anything that's happened in real life or this movie might do in the future, but mm-hmm. say that does happen. It's like, okay, so is that movie banned now mm. because someone who is mentally unwell has used it as inspiration for a crime, right? Mm-hmm. What if they're inspired by Forrest Gump? Does that mean no one can watch Forrest Gump anymore? Yeah. Or is it just the controversial movies? I, like, I get what you mean, yeah. You know what I mean? And lots of people can watch, lots of people can play like Call of Duty and don't want to go in out and kill people afterwards. But then when someone does do that, or like, oh, it's a video game's fault. Like, yeah. What about the millions of people who don't do that? So my my thoughts on this are if you're already that close to committing mm. a crime that a movie is going to sway you, it doesn't matter whether it's a movie, a book, something someone says, the way you're treated, mm. something that you hear, you're already got on that path like it's not going to take Mm. much to tip you over whether this is the thing that tips you over or whether it's something else it's that's an external Mm. thing i think to this film if you're already that mentally unwell that Mm. this movie is going to inspire you to kill people i think you're gonna kill people anyway you were already bound to do that interesting people talk about being exposed to violence movies in hollywood as Mm. something to answer for and stuff i'm like there might be something that you get desensitized and Obviously, you wouldn't want to show little kids yeah. people being murdered in movie and stuff. But at a certain point, you're an adult, you know, you can live with stuff. Mm. It's also like, so we shouldn't study history then because lots yeah. of murders happen in, yeah. in the wars and world wars and throughout history and watch the news every night and there's lots of bad shit on that, especially these days. So mm. I guess that's another argument, like, do we need a bad, like a movie about how bad the world is at the moment? But I think, and I still said on Wikipedia, the fountain of all knowledge, that it's got to be seen as a cautionary tale. Yeah, so which it is. That's... It's very clearly a cautionary tale, I think, but I think that is really what you have to think about it. So, like, 
if as a society we don't value helping people and take away support for people who are mentally ill and society is so bad they can't even pick up their rubbish off the ground, right? Mm. And they're super rats. Mm-hmm. Once you get super rats, things are going bad in society, <laughs> right? But people are going to fall through the cracks. Yeah. Right? Here's the thing. Like, do people watch The Great Gatsby and go, oh, my God, Jay Gatsby's amazing. Mm. I want to be like him. If you did, you've missed the whole point of the book and the mo- mm-hmm. of the text. Like, and is that really anyone's fault then? Like, well, anyway, made its fault if you have totally misread it. Yeah. I think the same case in Sometimes. this. So then that brings us to another question of, like, I don't know. Controvert- this whole podcast can be controversial. Ooh, there you go. He was forgotten and he mm. did slip through the cracks. Yeah. If there was more money into the social welfare program that he mm. was on, if that had more funding and there were more people to help him, yes, it is possible that he wouldn't have gone to do what he did. That's not blaming the victims or blaming society for his behaviour. That's not saying he shouldn't have done the things that he did. Yeah, yeah. it's not saying, oh, we should stop every mass shooter and if we don't, that's our failure. No, they have a responsibility. But I think to separate that and say that people don't exist in a vacuum, right? People are moulded by society and whether we like it or not, things that happen to a person can affect them, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. If someone breaks up with you, you're going to be sad, and that sadness wouldn't have happened if that person hadn't broken up with you. That's even, not necessarily even when you deserve it, right? Like, even when you deserve it. Say you're an yeah. asshole. It yeah. like it's impossible to not. So I think that's the point though, is what they're saying. There were so many very like specific things that happened to this character, right? Mm. He had was abused as a child. He was mentally unwell. Mm-hmm. He had a mother who didn't love him. He had an absent father. Who knows about that, whatever storyline that mm. was. He didn't get the help from the society. His friends were horrible. Like there's all these things that happened to him. And I'm not saying that, oh, pile enough bad things onto somebody and they're going to snap and kill people. But piling enough bad things onto Mm. people is going to affect them mentally. (laughs) Yeah, I don't think it was – I think people are trying to say is like it's providing excuses for someone like this. Mm. It's like, oh, of course he was this bad and – we should just give him a bit more empathy because this is the bad stuff to happen to him. Yeah. I think it was more the other ways, like you're saying, when bad stuff happens to people, like yeah. it can affect them. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. And I, I, I know people in my life who've had similar, gone through similar things, mm-hmm. right, who obviously aren't, haven't done this. So yeah. I don't think maybe he's trying to say this is a 
necessarily this is what's going to happen after you yeah. have a bad life. But certainly it's, as you're saying, this is what happens in societies and can be these people come from somewhere and they come from us. That's what I think is really hard to say because I think the answer, I don't know, I think rarely in life is, is anything all or nothing. Mm-hmm. I think more often it's in the grey area and it's a bit of both. And mm-hmm. I think to say that people who are criminals did that entirely themselves and it's all their fault is a very easy thing to do because it means we don't have to do anything. Yeah. It means we can wash our hands of them and say, oh, well, they were bound to do this, you know. Mm-hmm. They what could I have done? To killed an animal when they yeah. were younger so they were bound to be a serial killer. Mm. And I think that shirks responsibility. I think we have a responsibility in society to look after each other and to look out for each other and mm-hmm. to educate each other and be kind and if there are people who have had hardships, multiple hardships, then how can we stand back and say, oh, you're on your own, you mm. know? Like mm-hmm. if he'd had support from people, if he'd had the right medication and a doctor and someone who, li- I don't know, I feel like. Yeah, totally. That's the point, right? It's we need to of- help each other, yeah. you know, and to say that, and that's hard. Because it exists somewhere in between the victim blaming and the perpetrator blaming. It exists in the middle. Mm, mm. We need to help. It's not our whole responsibility. Mm. And also they need to step up and it's not their whole responsibility. They need us. I really think about that sometimes when something like that happens and say your response is to just say that, oh, that person's an idiot, DK, we don't care about them, Mm -hmm. or they've done something bad and, you know, criminals, for example. Mm -hmm. Like if there's no room for redemption... We may as well execute every criminal yeah, who's ever done anything wrong. Yep. There's no room for someone to be given to offer and offer their atonement, but also and then be forgiven by everyone else mm-hmm. in society. We may as well. Everyone should. <laughs> There's no yeah. point of having a society, no. really. No. But I do think about. I often think about um, like someone like Nelson Mandela's response to this mm-hmm. to people and forgiveness and that sort of concept. Mm-hmm. And it, he's very much about rise above it and. Yeah. Turn the other cheek and forgive people and that sort of thing. Like, he wouldn't be on Twitter saying, yeah, eat shit, Lyle, which, yeah. I mean, fair enough. I can see why people want to do that, right? And that's an easy response. But does it get you anywhere? Yeah. Does it just make you feel better? Yeah. Does it actually help anyone? Yeah. My, my thoughts. I think if this movie hadn't come out now, it wouldn't be the problem that it, people mm. are having with it. I think because it's come out in such a volatile, hostile, like, mm. time... Yep. If this came out when Obama was president, mm. no one would have cared. I really honestly think that's mm. the case. I think people are scared, and rightly so, because yeah. it seems like people in society are really polarised these days to be on one side or the other, and there's less people in the middle now. People are, have gone mm. to each of the extremes, and they're worried that this film might inspire somebody, and that's scary because, you know, it's possible it might, and things mm. have in the past, but I don't know that it's this film's problem. I think it's a problem of something else. Mm. And I I think that a lot of the stuff around the film is now infor- informing the reading of it rather than the actual film itself, which is another mm. question of whether you can analyse films independently of the, um, I guess, circumstances that it's created mm. in. Because, yeah. you know, the director's come out and said a few you know, ridiculous things and you're kind of like, oh, maybe don't say yeah, that kind of like, stuff. Also, I, I understand that we can dunk on him and stuff, but also, like, what's it matter? Yeah. He says something stupid. I know. Right, I okay, know. let's move on. 
my biggest issues with the film are independent to the film. And my biggest issue, which I'm not 100% on, is that it felt really self-indulgent to me. Mm-hmm. It felt like a really great acting exercise for Joaquin <laughs> and what a joy it must have been to, like, play a really creepy, evil character. But I think it felt to me like he and the the lens of the camera got caught up a bit too much in that sort of self-indulgent playing of the character and lost a bit in terms of plot and, like, actually things happening for me. However, Mm -hmm. I'm going to contradict myself, everyone loved it when Heath Ledger got really into it and they loved seeing his character relish it and reading all the stories about how he Mm -hmm. used to send creepy things to his co-stars to get in the mood and he kept a journal and, like, that was a big thing that we were all like, oh, he's so cool. So I wonder, is it just us that we've grown up and we've, like, now it's happening again and we're like, oh, actually, it's not quite nice or or whether it wasn't done in this way because, as you said, his um, Heath's Joker was part of a bigger franchise that had a Batman to say, no, you're wrong, and this movie didn't really have a Batman to say, no, you're wrong, and we were supposed to say that as audience members and that's why people are unsure, but I yeah. don't know. I think some of that stuff from Heath Ledger was a bit overstated back in the day. Maybe well. that was it, yeah. And Jared Leto was the one who was sending his co-stars weird stuff, and everyone like that's a bit fun, mate. Don't mm. don't be sending them dead rats and stuff. Mm. He's forgotten now. Fair enough. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know, names. It's a tough one. But what the film, what responsibility we have as viewers and filmmakers. So now we've spoken about like the stuff around the film. Can we talk about the actual film? Yeah. So I didn't pick this in the movie, but there's a possibility none of it happened. Is that right? There's a possibility that it was a story he was telling. Possibility himself. every film didn't happen. Could all be your imagination. Oh God! Yeah, some people say he's talking to the the doctor at the end, and he yeah. was just talking. But I didn't really feel that myself. I thought it was clearly a cut to him later being spoken to, and it's a reference to earlier in the film when he was being yeah, I sessions. thought so too. But like, it could be. So, is Bruce Wayne his dad? Not Bruce Tom, Wayne. Thomas Wayne. Thomas Wayne. <laughs> no. You don't think so? No. Really? Yes. So I don't know a lot about Batman comics and stuff. Mm-hmm. You're quite versed. Not that versed. There's thousands of comics out there. More but... versed than I am. You're yeah. more of a Batman fan than I am. And I was like, oh, cool. Joker and Batman are like brothers. That's kind of cool. But that's not really a thing. No, not not really. But then there's a million comics out there, so maybe yeah. some of them. But it's never been a huge thing that he's supposed to be his mm. brother. Also, like Batman comes along, like in his thirties and forties when he's being Batman. Mm-hmm. Joker is roughly the same age. He's not. He's not like yeah. in his seventies or eighties, really right? Yeah. So, but also this is like it's it's a it's a what if movie. This one, like, what if the Joker was yeah. around in the eighties? Like that's that's what it is. We watched something recently where it posed a question like, what if he's not Joker? Yeah. What if he's just someone else? And like you were saying, it inspired all of these riots and um, protests and everything. What if one of them is the Joker, you know, who's learnt from this mm-hmm. person? Um, That's the thing people saying online, like, oh, he's not a criminal mastermind in this movie. Like, yeah, it's a different interpretation. It's different, yeah. It's fine. It's, it's going to be another one in a couple of years. That's really, let's face it. That's like arguing about, oh, this James Bond doesn't drive the same car. Mm. Yeah, it's a different interpretation of James yeah, Bond. This anyway. Hamlet's got different hair. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> fair enough. I thought 
Um, the directing was interesting. Um, I liked the cinematography and the colours and everything. The acting was brilliant, of course, as I expected it to be. Um, I think the other thing you're talking about him being self-indulgent mm. is because there's no other actors there. So when Heath yes. Ledger was doing it, he was a supporting actor in a movie. Yeah. Than... Maybe that's why we feel that way. But also, it's like he's an actor. He's acting. No. You know? so yeah, like... we can't get mad at him for acting. Yeah. It and... just, I don't know. And it's like, oh, this movie, she was saying, oh, it's the bit where it's trying to tell you it's a really important movie. I was like, unlike those other movies where it's important and it's trying to tell you it's not important. Like, yeah. like, of course, of course mm. it is. Like, maybe what you're trying to say is that it didn't pull it off. Yeah. I guess. but Or maybe that the techniques were too obvious or something. Yeah. Like, the music in this annoyed me in some bits because it came in really loud and mm. it's like, this is a scary moment and you know it's scary because the music is loud. But what do we want, though? It's like, oh, The Godfather thinks it's such a good movie. Like, Yeah. <laughs> or you'd rather it be like, oh, yeah, sorry about the movie, guys. I, I do my best, but it's probably pretty bad. Yeah. That sort of And then idea. so you can be like, no, yeah. no, it's good. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. I did really struggle with the violence in this film, but I always struggle with violence in yeah. films. But it was... It felt very Tarantino-esque, <laughs> the bits of violent stuff. Really, like, it felt more realistic to me than Avengers movies where people, very, there's no, never any blood and they're fighting, like, yeah. hordes of aliens that are just CGI. Yeah, it so was like, very what, realistic. What's the real issue there, you know? Yeah. The one that does it realistically and truthfully or the one that does it The bit where computer? he shot the last guy on the train and he was, like, crawling away up the stairs and then it was like, a, mm. I, yeah, couldn't handle that. I'm... I really struggle with films like this. I struggle when it doesn't cut away and we actually see De Niro's brain splatter out and everything. Mm. I, I don't like that at all. But that's just me being a princess about violence in films. Um, yeah. If you don't like Joker, don't go see it, really. Like, yeah, I I no, like Joker. No, not, not having you. I mean, like, people who are upset about the film were like, yeah. at a certain point, I mean, you can say it's dangerous to other people and stuff, but if it's not made for you, it's not made for you. I saw a tweet the other day that said um, all these people who were like, oh, I'm going to see the film to make up my own mind. How dare you stop giving money to these people or whatever. If you know it's dangerous, don't Like, sorry, so you'd rather we just don't make up our own minds and just listen to other people and never think for ourselves then, do you? We'll, that... we'll, we'll just go see the movies you say are okay for me to go see. Hey, yeah, I, I, I don't <laughs> understand that at all, so... Yeah. I don't know. I think it was a fine film. I really liked... I don't think we've really had a film that really explored a – I think this isn't sort of like a post-protagonist um, era that we're in. Mm. And, like, we had Maleficent come along, we've got a new Maleficent coming out and we've got Joker and we've got mm-hmm. these sort of, like, different films about the bad guys. And I think it's um, confronting because we're living in a world where seemingly the bad guys are mm. everywhere now and in um, positions of power. But I think it's interesting because we've – had such a long run of seeing heroes defeat evil and stuff and mm-hmm. often it's the case, right, that people create art based on their current fears and worries and it's I think is. that's what this is. Everyone wants to feel smart saying, oh, I like anti-heroes. I don't like cookie, yeah. cookie-cutter Hollywood film, films where it's so predictable. Mm-hmm. You get something that's a bit outside yep. of the bounds. And they're like, like, oh, so dangerous. Yeah. So what would you give it, like a star rating? Four stars. I'd probably give it three. Fair enough. Yeah. Just a, I don't think it was my kind of film, but I liked what it was trying yeah. to do. I'd love to see it again sometime. Yeah, me too. I, I think, honestly, uh, in a few years, it'll just be another film. 
The same as like you said Clockwork Orange was banned when it came out and mm-hmm. you know I think I don't know. The guy who shot Reagan was inspired by Taxi Driver, so There you go. Yeah, but you watch that now, did you know that? No. There you go. <laughs> no, I haven't seen the movie. <laughs> There you go. All right. Well, it's a long one for you guys. Hope you like it. Let us know your thoughts. Hmm. Calmly and maturely. No. Feed us. Yell at us. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.